Thanks for listening. I'm Chris Wagenti, and this is Who Gets It Naturally. Life has thrown me a curveball, so while I'm dealing with that, I'm going to replay episode three from season one, Quit Smoking, for several reasons. One, it's the time of year when lots of people try to quit. Two, I've actually got a few things to add. And three, it's quickly becoming one of my most popular episodes. Okay, what can I possibly add? Well, since that episode, I've been introduced to a group on Instagram, Quit Stop Now. They share inspiration, facts, and suggestions to help you quit. They recently posted something that I found very interesting. Quote, lots of people say that cinnamon can help keep cigarettes at bay. End quote. Apparently, sucking on a cinnamon stick gives you something to chew, gives you the hand-to-mouth addiction, the scent and taste help curb the nicotine cravings, and you can play with the stick while you're smoking it. With all the other benefits of cinnamon, how could you go wrong? Just another option. Follow quit underscore stop underscore now on Instagram for more. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Chris Wagenti, a voice actress with voiceovers by Gypsy, and this is Who Gets It Naturally. Music was composed and performed by V. Caritis. I want to reiterate that I am not selling anything, diagnosing anything, offering any cures, or replacing your doctor. If you're pregnant, please consult your doctor before trying anything new. Everyone is different, so you may need to tweak the recipes a bit to work for you. Always start with the least amount of essential oils. You can always add, you can't take away. Remember, these remedies don't last forever. You need to reapply as needed. If you're allergic to any of the ingredients I use, please substitute for something you're not allergic to. Just because it's natural doesn't mean you can't be allergic to it. Welcome to Episode 3, Quit Smoking. Oh, this is difficult on so many levels because of all the variables. Not just allergies, likes, and dislikes. Withdrawal symptoms and intensity of the symptoms differ from person to person. As a reformed smoker, I know how hard it is to quit. I also know that people start for various reasons, giving us about a million reasons why it's hard to quit. I started when I was 15 to catch a buzz. Honestly, I enjoyed smoking, especially when I drove. And of course, that after-meal cigarette was a must. Now, I'm going to date myself. I can remember buying a pack of cigarettes from my mom and aunts in a machine, kind of like a snack machine, and they were 35 cents a pack. And no, you didn't have to be 18, and no one really monitored the machines, which is probably why you don't see them around anymore. When I first started smoking, they were about 50 cents a pack. I swore that when they hit a dollar, I'd quit smoking. This was the time when you could still smoke inside. Grocery stores, malls. I can remember being able to smoke in Macy's. Well, I couldn't, but I can remember my mom and aunt smoking while shopping for school clothes. Restaurants, movie theaters. Didn't matter where you were, you were allowed to smoke inside, which made it that much easier to do and that much harder to quit. By the time I quit, cigarettes were almost $2 a pack, and they had just recently started offering non-smoking sections in restaurants and letting businesses decide to be smoke-free or not. But if they did become smoke-free, they had to allow smoke breaks. And yes, I had an ashtray on my desk at work up until then. One of the biggest problems, no matter how much I really wanted to quit, was that I always said, this is my last pack when I'm done, that's it. Bigger ha, because no matter what time it was when I finished the pack, I couldn't go to sleep unless I knew I had another pack. Even when I wasn't trying to quit, if I smoked the last cigarette in the pack just before going to bed, I had what we called a nick fit and I had to go out to 7-Eleven to get another pack just so I could fall asleep. If you've never smoked, 
First, good for you. Second, yes, it is that addictive. Now, I quit before I got into essential oils, healing naturally and making my own stuff, so I haven't actually tried the remedy I'm going to discuss today. But my sister, the one with the almond sensitivity, still smokes, and I'm working with her to quit. Drawbacks. She lives in New Jersey, I live in Oklahoma. I'm not there to nag her all day to use this method, so I'm at her mercy for feedback, how often she uses it, etc. I started her off with an inhaler loaded with black pepper essential oil, a 10 milliliter roller bottle with fractionated coconut oil and lavender to help calm her nerves and to help her sleep, a 10 milliliter roller bottle with fractionated coconut oil and peppermint to also help with the anxiety, give her a little energy and help with digestion. And it helps clear the sinuses a bit. And I gave her a four ounce bottle with a misting sprayer of witch hazel with lavender, peppermint and black pepper. Why? The spray will help keep her grounded in between inhaling and the roller bottles will help with specific issues that come up. And she's got choices. If she doesn't want to use the roller bottles but needs a fix, she can spray the combination anywhere. I did a lot of research on this, so I think I came up with a good plan to help you quit. First, here's how I quit. My birthday is in January, the 7th. I decided I wanted to quit for my 30th birthday. I thought about all the times I tried to quit and decided I wasn't going to say no more after I'm done with this pack or my New Year's resolution is to stop. Instead, I said I'm quitting for my 30th birthday and decided to just stop no matter how many cigarettes were left in the pack and I didn't make a big deal out of it. So here I am at a local dive bar watching my friend's band play on New Year's Eve with a relatively new pack of cigarettes. I lit my last cigarette about 11.30 p.m. I kept the pack in my purse. The holiday gave me an extended weekend from work, so I was able to keep the stress low the first few days. The first day back at work was a little rough. At my morning smoke break, I went out to meet up with my smoke buddies. Frustrated from dealing with a few unruly customers, I smoked about half a cigarette. It really didn't taste good and wasn't nearly as enjoyable as it used to be. Then I was good for the next few days. I kept meeting up with my smoke buddies for a few days just out of habit and to get away from my desk for a few minutes. On my birthday, I woke up, had breakfast, and decided I wanted a cigarette. I lit it, took one drag, and choked. It was so disgusting, I immediately got rid of it, and that was the last time I put a cigarette in my mouth. I kept the pack in my purse until the end of February, beginning of March. Around then, a friend and I went out for drinks. He only smoked when he drank, so he never bought his own cigarettes. He asked me for one, and I proudly said, I don't smoke anymore. He was shocked. I let him know I still had the pack in my purse, but said they were probably stale considering I bought them around December 31st. He didn't care. He wanted a cigarette. (laughs) He smoked about a quarter of it and then had to get rid of it. A few days after that, I threw the pack out. I'll admit, it was at least a decade ago. Okay, fine, more than 15 years ago. I think the hardest part is getting through the first month. After that, it actually starts to get easier. I realize I'm a freak and that most people can't stop cold turkey like that, but the longer you can keep yourself away from it, the more disgusting it smells and the more it hurts when you try to take a drag. Once you stop, it's so much worse. A non-smoker is nowhere near as obnoxious as a reformed smoker is. The smell is worse. The taste is worse. I guess that's a good thing. It makes it harder to start again. When I started making my own stuff and selling it, I decided to look into smoking cessation. I was genuinely surprised at how many studies have been done with essential oils and smoking. You never hear about it, which is odd. 
with all the patches and drugs and programs being promoted to help people stop, you know, all those commercials of the people who get ready on camera and they have to piece themselves together because smoking gave them a hole in their throat or false teeth or fake limbs and so on. You would think they would put everything out there. All the get help ads should include all options. I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm not a counselor. I did my research and I married it to my experiences. You've probably tried the patch, the gum, hypnosis, etc. And if nothing has worked, one more harebrained idea can't hurt. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It works. So here it goes. It's not just stopping smoking. It's beating the addiction and whatever got you to start in the first place. I truly believe anyone can quit, but it has to be for the right reasons, mostly for yourself. And everything else needs to be treated along with it. The withdrawal, anxiety, hunger, habit of putting your hand to your mouth, etc. This is why it's so difficult to say one system will work for everybody. Not even close. Seriously, think about why you started in the first place. To catch a buzz, to look cool, to fit in, to lose weight, to impress someone. Does the reason still matter? You need to get past the original reason why you started. Then you need to analyze why you still do. Is it just habit? Do you truly enjoy it? Does it calm you down when you're nervous? Does it quell your appetite? All of the above. What pitfalls have you encountered in trying to quit in the past? Be honest with yourself, because your answers drive how to go about quitting. It's all about psyching yourself out. Personal experience taught me that psychologically, I couldn't quit if I didn't have a pack of cigarettes, so that's why I kept the pack in my purse for about two months. When I was smoking, if I started to get hungry but couldn't eat for a while, I'd light up a cigarette to squash the hunger. When I quit, to help with that dependency, I started buying spearmint wintergreen or peppermint, gum, lifesavers, Tic Tacs, etc. At the time, I thought it would just give my mouth something else to do and was because I liked those flavors, which I do, but now that I know better, besides tasting good, the mints actually help curb your appetite. So does cinnamon. Replacing one habit with another? Maybe, but chewing gum or sucking on a lifesaver is better than smoking a cigarette just to quell hunger. The more honest you are with yourself, the easier it will be to counter the pitfalls. And you need to know what they are before you start so you know how to counter them and are prepared. Sounds weird, start quitting smoking, but that's exactly what you're doing. It's a process, not a switch you can turn on and off. Let's start with the nicotine addiction and the hand-to-mouth movements. Nicotine stimulates the lungs and respiratory system. Studies as far back as the 90s have proven that black pepper and angelica essential oils provide the same stimulation to the lungs. I've seen differing opinions on which works best, so I give it the personal choice check. Personally, I have not used angelica yet, but it is on my list to experiment with. It has many of the anti-properties, anti-inflammatory, antibiotic, antispasmodic. It calms anxiety and digestive issues. It's a diuretic and a diaphoretic, which means it promotes sweating, which is a good thing. One of the ways your body eliminates toxins is through sweat. It's a carminative, which means it helps release gas from the digestive tract. And it's a hepatic. It's good for the liver. Black pepper helps the digestive system, relieves aches and pains, lowers cholesterol and blood pressure, helps detox the body, and eases anxiety. Take into consideration your needs and any allergies you may have, then pick one or use both. Alternate between the two. You can either put some on a cotton ball or a tissue and inhale when you want a cigarette. My favorite, use an inhaler. It takes, on average, two minutes to smoke a cigarette. When you want one, instead of lighting up, 
Inhale the black pepper or angelica on and off for two minutes. This gives your lungs the stimulation they want and takes care of the hand-to-mouth habit. By now, you're probably wondering about the inhalers. Vicks sells them loaded with Vicks, or, or at least eucalyptus, to relieve a stuffed-up nose. Well, at least they used to. I don't recall seeing them in stores anymore, but then again, honestly, I haven't paid attention. You take the cap off, stick the end of the inhaler into a nostril, hold the other nostril closed, and inhale through your nose. Repeat on the other nostril. This is the same thing. You're just making your own. Empty ones are easy to get and to work with. If you have a local store that sells oils, herbs, etc., they may have inhalers as well. If not, you can find them online. They come in three pieces, the base, which usually has the cotton already attached to it, the case, and the cover. You douse the cotton with the essential oil, snap on the case, which has holes on the end that goes in your nose, and then you put the cover on to preserve it. It's small enough that you can carry it in your pocket, easier than hiding a pack of cigarettes and a lighter. Remember, it's about psyching yourself out. The inhaler is just part two. Part one is keeping a pack of cigarettes close to you. Part three, and four or five, depends on you. What are your pitfalls? What do you prefer? Do you have any allergies, etc.? Here comes a lot of experimenting. There's lots you can do. First, let's start with methods. You can make a roll-on and or a spray. A roll-on would need a 10 milliliter roller bottle, a light carrier oil, such as fractionated coconut oil, grapeseed oil, almond oil, and essential oils. Singles or a mix, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. I would start with 10 to 15 drops total of essential oil. If it's not quite doing it for you, add more essential oil. Increase the number of drops in 5 to 10 increments. You roll the mix onto the insides of your wrists, behind your ears and down your neck, on your temples. If you want to make a spray, I would go with no larger than a 4-ounce bottle and a misting sprayer. Which hazel or distilled water as the base, a little vodka to bind, and your essential oils. Again, single or mix depending on what you want to accomplish. Start with 5 drops for a 1 ounce bottle, 10 drops for a 2 ounce bottle, and 20 drops for a 4 ounce bottle. You can mist your hair, clothes, car, pillowcase, office, wherever you want. Spray some in your hands, hold your hands over your face and breathe in, whatever works, it's your gag. Which essential oils should you use? (sighs) Well, that all depends. What are your pitfalls? Anxiety, crankiness, hunger, loss of appetite, loss of energy, nervousness, all of the above. What scents do you like? Lavender, peppermint, eucalyptus, frankincense, cinnamon? This would turn into a few hours worth of podcast if I listed the properties of only some of the essential oils. If you Google what essential oils are good for, say anxiety. You'll get several sites listing out the top five to 10 oils for whatever you entered. Check several of them. You'll see there's a few oils on all the lists, but there will be a few that make one list, but not the other. This will give you an idea of the best three or four oils. Then you want to check what all the properties are for each of those. Google what are the properties of peppermint essential oil. Again, you'll get sites with the top five to 20 properties. Check a few to get a good idea of the properties. Some sites will only list the most common. Some of the sites will also let you know what other oils are good to mix with each of the essential oils. Yes, this is time-consuming and a bit tedious, but only you know what symptoms you have, what you like, what you're allergic to, what you want to accomplish. I'm not going to lie to you. You will cough up a bunch of crap. Disgusting, but must be said. 
Do you want to use oils with an expectorant property along with others, like eucalyptus, angelica, just to name two? At the very least, this will be time-consuming, and I know it can turn into very frustrating. If you're anything like me, you'd love to have someone just tell you what you need so you can take it from there. But this is a very personal issue, and only you can really choose what's best. If you find yourself completely lost and ready to give in, reach out to me. I'll help you narrow down the options to what's best suited for your specific needs. As I said in the beginning, there are way too many variables to go over every possible combination. Factor in the fact that everyone is different and you have an endless amount of possibilities. You can do this. You need to be truly ready to quit. You need to be prepared. And you need to be totally honest with yourself and determined to make it work. Most importantly, you need to psych yourself out. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to email me at vobygypsy at usa.com. That's V as in voice, O as in over, B as in bravo, Y as in yes, J as in jeep, Y as in yes, P as in Peter, S as in Sam, E as in echo, E as in echo, at usa.com. You can follow me on Twitter at vobygypsy, Instagram vobygypsy, or LinkedIn, search either Chris Wagenti, Who Gets It Naturally, or VoiceOvers by Gypsy. Make Who Gets It Naturally a favorite on your preferred channel so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Join me next time when I talk about bug spray. Thanks for listening. I promise to have a new episode ready for February 16th. I'll be continuing with recipes and background on ingredients, and I'll be adding other alternatives here and there. One size doesn't fit all.